Every Christmas, Archbishop Nauman gives the priest a book as a gift. A couple years ago, he gave us the biography of Dr. Jerome Lejeune. Dr. Lejeune was born in 1926 in France. He was a pediatrician, a geneticist, and in the scientific world, is best known for his discovery of the genetic cause of Down syndrome. He uncovered the presence of an extra chromosome in the DNA of a child born with Down syndrome. Well, in the scientific world, he's known for his work in genetics, but in the Catholic world, Dr. Lejeune was described by one author as a saint for the cause of life. He was a dear friend of St. John Paul and became the head of the Pontifical Academy for Life. Well, Dr. Lejeune was horrified in the 1960s and 70s when a movement began to utilize prenatal testing as a way to identify birth defects so as to abort children that were seen as defective. You may recall the headlines in 2017 when Iceland claimed to have eradicated Down syndrome. Well, they had done that by aborting nearly 100% of children with this chromosome defect. This is what Dr. Lejeune would have called chromosomal racism. Now, you may be asking, okay, why am I talking about the life of Dr. Lejeune? Well, for more than 50 years, October has been celebrated as Respect Life Month in the United States. We celebrate the good news that every human life is sacred because we're made in God's image and likeness. In God's eyes, we have an intrinsic value. A value not based on what we do or accomplish, but a value based on our very being. In God's eyes, the embryo in the womb has the same dignity as the elite athlete. The elderly person with dementia is no less valuable than a Rhodes Scholar. The child with Down syndrome has no less worth than the class valedictorian. Each and every human life is sacred because we belong to God. We are his children. The line in this gospel for Sunday that strikes me is when the landowner sends his son and says, Surely they will respect my son. How do we show our respect for Jesus, for the Son of God, by how we treat others? When we disrespect a human being, we disrespect the Son whose image we are created. Dr. Lejeune was able to see human life as God does, as a gift and blessing, was known for such a big heart. He empathized with mothers and fathers who received a child with special needs, knowing that they had a difficult road ahead. They were going to face a lot of challenges, but also knowing the pain they would suffer from the looks given to their child and from the fact of being rejected. With through his love and joy, he was able to open the eyes of parents to help them see the dignity of their children with special needs. One mother wrote him a lengthy letter and said the moment of conversion for her was when Dr. Lejeune took her little girl with Down syndrome into his hands and said, what a cute little girl this is. That was the moment her eyes were opened. Another mother was so moved by Dr. Lejeune's tenderness toward her son that this is what she thought, and I quote, this is the first time that I have realized that I have a son, Paul, and not just a handicapped child. I finally feel that I am little Paul's mother. She went on, this is the first time that I have seen someone, speaking of Dr. Lejeune, look at my son with so much love. Thanks to that look, I've come to understand that my son's life has value and that my Paul needs me. 
Well, with endless energy, Dr. Lejeune spent his whole life defending the lives of those who had no voice. He traveled the world, spoke at conferences. He came to the United States multiple times. In 1981, he testified before the U.S. Senate Judiciary Committee on the fact that scientifically, we know that life begins at conception. In 1992, he testified in the frozen embryo case Davis versus Davis. Sadly, you know, one of the reasons the church does not approve of in vitro fertilization is that often multiple eggs are fertilized in this process, frozen, and then some of those embryos end up being destroyed or discarded. Well, Dr. Lejeune testified that every embryo should be treated as a patient and not as a commodity to be discarded. Well, Dr. Lejeune truly loved everyone. Yes, the unborn, babies, also mothers in crisis. Once when Dr. Lejeune was asked about a woman who had had an abortion, he did not respond by condemning her, but by saying this poor mother did not have anyone to help her. All these tragedies, speaking about abortion, are because we do not do enough to help the mothers. As a church, we have compassion for women who have fallen prey to the abortion industry, and we preach a gospel of mercy. If you've been directly touched by abortion, I encourage women to contact Project Rachel Ministry and men to contact Project Joseph Ministry. God desires for us to experience healing, mercy, and the reconciliation that only he can provide. Our call as a Christian people is to help people in crisis. We can help mothers through our crisis pregnancy centers and homes for unwed mothers. They welcome our material support, but also welcome us as volunteers. We are a walking with mom's parents, so we have parishioners trained to accompany moms through their pregnancies and beyond. Being pro-life means supporting adoption and foster care parents, surrounding them with material, emotional, and spiritual support. Being pro-life means showing special concern for children with disabilities and their families. Being pro-life means supporting agencies like Catholic Charities and their work with the poor. Being pro-life means upholding the dignity of the elderly and those near the end of life. Well, our gospel today reminds us that God is the vineyard owner, Our lives and all creation were made by him. God made our souls and all there is, and he's placed us as stewards and wants us to bear abundant fruit. Well, how are we going to bear abundant fruit? By allowing Jesus to live in and through us. How did Dr. Lejeune bear so much fruit and become such a beautiful light to the world? I would argue it was his faith in Jesus He not only had a deep prayer life, but he never, ever missed Mass. His own family testified that he would be traveling internationally and arrive home totally jet-lagged, exhausted, and yet he would make his way to Notre Dame Church in Paris, his parish church where he would attend Mass. Once on a family vacation, his children griped, why do we have to go to Mass? The priest at this parish is Polish and we won't understand a word he's saying. Dr. Lejeune replied to his children, it is important that we go. We have a date with the Lord. And when you love someone, you don't skip dates. You never give way to this. How beautiful. When 2021, Pope Francis declared Dr. Jerome Lejeune as venerable. So he's on his way to canonization. 
Now, to be a canonized saint, you have to demonstrate heroic virtue. I'll let you decide. Number one, he had immense fortitude and courage. His defense of life left him shunned and ostracized by the scientific community. He was passed over for promotions. And he didn't receive the Nobel Prize for science and genetics precisely because of his defense of the unborn. And then in 1993, Dr. Lejeune was diagnosed with lung cancer. Amazing testimonies to the way he endured his suffering, how he kept working for life during his suffering. On one hospital stay, the patient in the room next to him had his TV blaring, the door was open, and his daughter came and said, I'm going to tell him to turn his TV down and close the door. And Dr. Lejeune said, no, 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 the poor man is deaf. And he keeps his door open because he feels alone. On another hospital stay, the guy, the patient next to him in, in the hospital room was a terrible snorer. And again, his family was saying, we got to get you to your own room. We got to get you out of this room. And he said, no, no. This poor man who snores had to, has a tendency to fall out of bed at night. And I want to be here to call the nurse. Now that's heroic virtue. Well, Dr. Lejeune died in 1994, and his funeral was held at Notre Dame in Paris. The church was filled with dignitaries, bishops, and priests. But most of all, the church was filled with children that had Down syndrome, what Dr. Lejeune called his little ones. The papal nuncio to France was there, and he waxed eloquently, but no one remembered the words of the papal nuncio. What they remembered was that in the middle of the funeral, a little boy with Down syndrome named Bruno just stood up and shouted out, Thank you, Professor Lejeune, for what you did for my mother and father. Your death healed me. Thanks to you, I am proud of myself. May we follow Dr. Lejeune's unwavering defense of human life and bear great fruit for the kingdom.